Hi, welcome to the Girl Unlimited podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring you to live fully, love abundantly and be all you were created to be. Hope you're having a or have had a wonderful day today, depending on where you are in the world. Um, thank you so much for tuning in today. It means so much to me that you take the time every week to listen. As usual, don't forget to share the news of the podcast with your friends and loved ones. And remember to rate, review or follow us depending on what podcast platform you're listening on. This is episode 18 of the podcast. And this week, my 11-year-old daughter challenged me to meet the number of blog posts she wrote last year during the pandemic and all. She took up um, writing blogs and um, the number was 65, by the way. While I intend to be here a lot longer than episode 65, I don't have a problem with a little healthy competition. Plus, it gives me a definite number to focus on. Remember, I didn't even think I would make it past episode 10. So 65 is sounding pretty cool and distant to me right now. But clearly, if I haven't given up yet, then perhaps I was meant to be doing something along these lines and didn't know about it until four years ago. And as you know, my story, I procrastinated for like four years before starting the podcast. That's the thing that makes my guest today very special. After all, it's not every day that you meet someone who has known exactly what she wanted to do or what she was meant to do with her life and has actively pursued it. Susan Bello is a seasoned television producer and content creator who has worked in the professional media industry for over 18 years. Her passion is in traveling to far-flung, hard-to-reach areas to work on development projects and tell stories. With a background in broadcast media and development communication, she has supported dozens of organizations to tell success stories of impact and change. Susan co-hosts the well-known 700 Club Nigeria, which is a faith-based magazine-style program from the stables of the Christian Broadcasting Network Africa. She also hosts Serendipity with Susan, a mini video series that chronicles life lessons through stories on YouTube. She's currently working on her first book, and you'll hear her talk a little bit about that in today's episode. She's also setting up a nonprofit that supports children getting access to books in rural areas. <laughs> she shares a bit about that in the episode as well. Susan is one of my dearest, dearest friends and possesses a heart of pure gold. Watching her follow her life's purpose has not only been inspiring, but educational. I had to get her on the podcast so you see what I mean. I do need to warn you that the audio does get a little funky wonky in parts of the interview and I sincerely apologize for this. Susan was talking to me from Abuja, Nigeria and sometimes the connection was unstable. That being said, I sincerely don't think it will take away from the value you're going to receive in today's episode. My name is T. Ari and you're listening to the Girl Unlimited podcast.
Guys, you know, when I was planning on starting the Girl Unlimited podcast, I immediately knew that Susan was going to be one of my first guests. And you might be asking me why. <laughs> well, not only is she brilliant at what she does. I mean, that's as you would you're going to hear very soon that's pretty obvious but she's also one of the most courageous women i know but you guys are getting like the first a front row seat to one of the thousands of conversations that we've had as as we have been in each other's lives for like over 20 years and uh we've been through so much together and she's one of my dearest 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 friends and Actually, more more like more like a sister than a friend, but you know, <laughs> you guys get to enjoy a little bit of what we have when we are talking and chatting. So, thanks for coming on the Girl Unlimited podcasts. Thank you so much. I can't even believe we're doing this finally. <laughs> it feels like a dream, right? And way to go! Congratulations Thanks. for pulling it off. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. She's calling, she's, she, we're having this conversation all, she's all the way in Nigeria. Obviously, I'm here in the UK and um, I'm just so thankful. It's, t- it's times like these, I know I can be a bit of a technophobe, but it's times like these, I am so grateful for the interweb and just the ability to be able to connect with anyone really, wherever they are. So I'm grateful for that. So I'm just going to go right in just so we save everyone's time and, you know, just get right to it really. So obviously, personally, I've known you to be this communications guru <laughs> pretty much for years and years and years and years. So TV producer to pre- presenter to content creator. And I mean, you're, you wear a lot of hats. So let's start by turning back the clock, right, to the very, very beginning. What's that song? Let's start from the very beginning. <laughs> you guys probably can hear that I have a little bit of a cold, so please ignore that, and I'm just, you know, just go with the flow. I'm still, I'm here, and I'm still very much, um, I'm not ill or anything. It's just a bit of a cold, so, um, so let's, let's start from the very beginning. What was it like growing up for you, and did you always see your life going down this path? And yeah, so we want to know everything. The first, the last, the, the in-between. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to the career path that I'm on now, I think it was pretty much revealed that this was what I was going to be on. I just knew, you know, like I always like to tell you, I knew in my Noah, um, but it probably stems from being born to Um, a mother who taught broadcast journalism. So she actually taught, you know, that as a course at the television college. She was a single mom. So it was just me, mom, and my brother. And um, as you can imagine, I grew up with, in the 80s and 90s with the broadcasters and the newscasters of the time who were her students. So um, I guess the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. I picked up, you know, a lot of that vibe, but beyond just being surrounded by those kind of people, it was just something that I knew I would do because I was drawn to words. I was drawn to television. Um, Some of my earliest memories as a child was like picking up the newspapers and trying to replicate what the newscasters did, you know, so I knew that, you know, this was part of the plan of my life. And um, as the years passed, I gravitated more and more towards the media. I had a flair for writing and speaking. So I knew clearly that this was the path that I needed to do. So it wasn't, I mean, it was a no brainer really 
Um, so I just ensured that I studied courses around it and I put my, my, myself in the places where I could practice you know, by making career choices and all. But something that's really integral that I think you should know was that um, in final year in school, uh, in the university when we we're about to graduate, I remember clearly my dorm, my room, my hostel room, I knelt down and I prayed and I was like, okay, Lord, I'm gonna be out of university in a few days or weeks or whatever, what's next for me? I know that this is what I want to do. I want to work in an establishment that does media and ministry you know, like missions, because I knew that I had a heart for people as well, but I wanted to combine it with media. And there was only one place I knew that, you know, was into that at the time, in the late, um, in the early 2000s. And that was the Christian Broadcasting Network. And I was like, okay, look, it looks like really far off, but you know that this is where my heart is. And boom, within two, three years, that was where I found myself. So um, in a nutshell, that has been the journey so far. And from then I just, you know, I've just moved on. That's pretty interesting. That's one part of your story I actually didn't know. So <laughs> I'm actually glad that we're having this because I didn't know it was you actually made, you know, it was a vision that you you had. I knew obviously you worked in CBN for so long. Um, and yeah. I, and, you know, I, I knew, you know, obviously the journey took to get there, but I didn't know it was a you know, it was an intention that you put out, you know, that you actually prayed in. So that's actually, yeah, that's amazing. So in terms <laughs> of, um, you said you always had a heart for people. Did that come from something from your childhood or was that just something that's, you know, maybe a burden that God placed in your heart or how did that come up? Um, I'd like to see that as a burden really, because it's just something I can't help you know, I'm constantly thinking about the change I can make, the difference, you know, how I can help people, even if it's been to my detriment, you know, quote and unquote. But I think it's it's a it's a burden and a call, you know, because it's it's what I live for. You know, I don't think anything gives me more joy than seeing that I've been able to help someone make progress or gain clarity or you know, gain something new. So yeah, it's more call than um, whatever it happening in my childhood or whatever. Okay, so you were in CBN for like like I personally know for for many years. So what's happened since then? Are you still in CBN? What's been the journey? You know, from that point on. Yeah, so I was at CBN for ten years, and in those ten years, I produced. Um, <laughs> number of stories up to more than a hundred stories I would like to wow. assume yes as content for their programming um I left CBN about six years ago you know to just pursue other things and do my own thing but I'm I still I'm still with them you know as the host of one of the hosts of the 700 Club Nigeria you know, so they're not completely like out of my life yet. Mm -hmm. um, but since then, I have gone to pursue like higher education. I got a master's in communication. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I um, try to pursue and do my own thing, like carry out independent jobs, but basically support organizations to be able to tell their success stories. 
you know, in the development sector, because past, part, part of my master's was um, in development communication as well. So like the non-governmental organization side of things, you know, helping people again and understanding communication in that light. So um, a chunk of what I do is uh, telling success stories of organizations, of the things they've been able to do, you know, and putting them all together in a nice little package. And that um, still ensures that I, I, I carry out uh, media work, I carry out the communication aspect of work, and I carry out the, um, the, the development aspect, which you know, deals basically with um, helping people out. So basically that's what I've been up to. So would you say that you've kind of found your sweet spot at the moment, or is there still some niggly bits that you are trying to incorporate? Um, I'd like to believe that I've found the core of what it is and everything else stems from here, you know, but I, I am not in any doubt that I'm in the center of what I should be doing, which is media development ministry, you know, whatever you'd like to call it, but like um, a mashup of all that, you know, I think I have found that sweet spot and um, what's remaining is to find the other expressions around it. Because it's not just like um, one straight line, um, you're producing programs. It's, it's like a, a ball that keeps growing. The more you do, the more your eyes open to things you should, you could do, or you should be doing more like. So uh, as to whether I have found like the core of that, I think I have, but it's what's left is to um, explore the other expressions of it, like I said, and, you know, just dig in full blast. Yeah, I get that. I mean, we are constantly evolving, aren't we? We are always in this place where, and it's usually when we are moving that more is revealed to us, isn't it? So yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally get that. Absolutely. So I'm, I know personally of you that um, you, I mean, yeah, it, it was even in your bio, you go into like some really underdeveloped parts of Nigeria and you go and you you tell their stories you go and you know and it's something I know of you that you're very passionate about it's one of the things I've always loved about human beings how very differently wired we are and that's something that's always fascinated me about you how you get that rush going into those areas and you know doing your thing so I'm I'm intrigued I'm I'm just for the benefit of the listeners, share one of those memorable experiences, you know, um, I, well, I call it bush experiences. <laughs> you and I call oh, it the experiences yeah. in the bush. <laughs> I mean, it's bush is just one of the addendums to my name. Some friends <laughs> call me Susan Bush. I love to go to that. I mean, you can, when there is a rural trip, I just light up. It just makes me come alive. There's something about you know, going out, traveling out country into those rustic areas and meeting the people and interacting with them and telling their stories. It's just something I can't describe, but I can tell you for sure that that is one vibe that is the, the center of my core and my being. I have had so many experiences that it's, I mean, it's going to be hard to see them all, but I'll try. I've had, um, Oh, I mean, for the most part of my work at CBN in those 10 years, those were the years that I was having babies as well. So being pregnant never stopped me. I mean, it was amazing. I, I, I would work up 
until Friday and then have my baby over the weekend or on Monday. It was like that. <laughs> and I recall on, you know, at least two occasions where I was like in my second trimester, I was zigzagging across countries, sometimes from Nigeria into the, the you know, um, other countries on the West Coast, like maybe the Republic of Benin. And sometimes we're zipping on motorbikes because, you know, there's no transportation. Wow. It's crazy <laughs> like that. Yeah. So I remember, I think for my first baby or my second baby, and I can't remember, yeah, maybe my first baby. I was like about five months pregnant and I was <laughs> zipping across, you know, two countries on a motorbike, you know, wow. carrying equipment and all. I know that was dangerous, but the job had to be done. And, um, you know, I was glad to go. Other times, you know, I've traveled beyond just um, Nigeria. We've had to tell stories like in West Africa, you know, um, and I remember a trip to Burkina Faso once I was pregnant for my second baby. And we traveled like 12 hours into the bush. And when I say the bush, there was no road, you know, so the car we're driving in and the, the driver was very adventurous. And I kept trying to explain to him, sir, I am with child. You know, he was francophone and he understood some English, but maybe he didn't understand because I wasn't showing a lot. And I was trying to tell him, sir, I'm actually carrying a baby. You could could we go like a little slower and that trip was was something there was no I mean we're not talking about fancy accommodation or a nice place to sleep or not even a a, a, a camp bed you know we had to sleep in the classrooms that the project built you know on some makeshift bed under mosquito nets it was it was something it was something there's so much more there's um a few other trips that are memorable to me are there's a particular one we we, we embarked on about six years ago, somewhere in, in, in the middle belt area of Nigeria. It was an intervention by an organization who needed to talk about menstrual hygiene management. And uh, we needed to tell stories of girls that um, because they had a period dropped out of school or missed you know, um, weeks of school and could not make progress because oh. you know, they were on a period. You know. um, I think it was I vaguely horrible. remember you're talking about that yeah yeah I, I met a young girl who you know eventually has come to live with me and he's you know he's getting a different life they had oh, wow. never seen a sanitary towel in their entire lives I remember holding one up and asking do you know what this is and they were looking like no you know and I explained to them they had never seen a sanitary towel they were dropping out of school or getting married early that never left me and it just made me think there's so much that I'm taking for granted, you know, and so much that I should be thankful for. And if there's just one little difference I can make, you know, in the life of one girl here, I will. So I just took one of them and she's lived with me ever since, and, you know, she's back in school and she has like <laughs> a large supply of sanctuary dolls that can last her life. So, yeah. something that, of know. course. I mean, just hearing these stories, it's for me, it is love in action, you know, as opposed to just a lot of us just talk the talk, don't we? But not a lot of us do the do what we say we want or do what we always claim that we are. Or, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about, oh, I'm just giving to service. I just want to serve. I want and they stay in some, I don't know, air conditioned office somewhere or some you know and then just talking really but I don't I don't personally meet a lot of people who like 
you know, put their boots in the ground, you know, they <laughs> roll up their sleeves, <laughs> you know, do the necessary, you know, I, 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 I get it. That is a passion for me. I can hear the passion in your voice. And I think it's an amazing thing. I mean, I'm, I've always been fascinated by it. I mean, that particular story you gave, I remember it blowing my mind then. I was like, in the 21st century, girls in the 21st century that didn't even know what a sanitary towel was. Not even We're not talking about even being able to afford them, but didn't even know what it was. And it's like, how is that, how is that even possible <laughs> in the 21st century? Just, it always blew my mind. I remember that story really clearly. Okay, so moving on swiftly, not too long ago, you started Serendipity with Susan on YouTube which I, you know, I, I don't know if, if you guys haven't seen <laughs> Serendipity with Susan, <laughs> then I urge you to go check it out on YouTube. Just put in Susan uh, with, uh, sorry, Serendipity with Susan on in the search bar and it should come out. I mean, her very nicely done, beautiful face <laughs> should, should show. Um, it, it is, it, it's, it's interesting as short videos and it just, she just tells, you know, life stories and teachable moments from those life stories. It's, it's, it's fascinating. So I guess my question is, you know, what's the story, you know, behind it? Was it a dream that you had for a very long time? Um, how did you come up with the concept? And how did you move from, you know, just it just being a dream in your mind? Because we, a lot of women, I mean, I was just speaking to, I've, this last week, I've spoken to uh, quite a few people, you know, so they have a dream in their hearts, something they want to do, and they carry it for years and years and years and years. And sadly, a lot of lots of those women end up never doing those things that they want to do. So I mean, I'm intrigued. I've always been intrigued with process. So how do you go from just a thought in your mind or a dream in your mind? How do you go from that to execution? So let's use the case study of uh, serendipity with Susan. Right. So with serendipity, it was, um, I think it was just a dream that grew on me because um, I knew that I used to write a lot. I would write these short stories or write my experiences. And I discovered that I could draw lessons from them. And, you know, a few friends uh, of mine, you know, would come together and say, hey, Susan, we can make something of this. And I was like, yeah, I'm thinking to do like a video series or something. I'm like, why not? But um, they pushed me and pushed me until one day um, in February of 2017, you know, they just got together and they actually just waylaid me and said, you know what, Susan, we're going to do this. I'm going to do this now. I'm like, how? I'm not ready. They said, nope, you're ready and you have everything it takes. So we just got together at a friend's house and then we put together, you know, a script. We put together, you know, makeup, costume amongst ourselves, of course, there were producer friends as well, you know, so we just put everything together and then they set up cameras, set up lights, you know, so the first few episodes were actually done in a friend's place, you know, and we just, you know, put everything together and they shot and, you know, from then we did like three episodes, but since February 2017 until late last year, they just sat there in my computer and I did nothing about it. I did nothing about it because I was too afraid. I was like, okay, what if it's not right? What if, what if people don't like it? What if I can't continue? What if it's criticized, you know, and all that. I had all the excuses. But last year I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a jump and I'm going to do it now. You know, so I just, and, you know, I realized that the moment I made a decision, 
help came my way. You know, someone said, oh, I know a very good editor, someone that can, you know, work this very well. And, you know, he just got on board and we worked and before I knew, boom, you know, there was an episode, there were two episodes and they were like, okay, girl, post. The day I was going to post, I sat in the toilet, literally, out of fear and out of, you know, I was so nervous and I knew the, the video was ready. I just needed to, needed to upload it and I needed to push myself. And when I pressed go, goodness, the, 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 the response and the reaction was, it was overwhelming. I wept and I was like, okay, I had this hidden for going on five years and all I needed to do was just jump, you know? So it, it came as a result of a um, number of trips I had taken, you know, the stories I had written, the people I had met, some experiences. And somehow I had like a third eye to look beyond just, you know, the experiences to lessons that I felt I could share with people. So yes, that has been the story of serendipity. You know, um, we started posting, I think at the end of last year or in January this year, and we're already at 15 episodes. <laughs> it's unbelievable, you know, but it, it, it was just a really courageous move I needed to take and just jump. And I'm glad I did. Isn't it amazing as in that place of courage, you know, as they say, courage is not the absence of fear, it's, it's, it's acting in spite of the fear. Um, and I know personally that fear is probably one of those, <laughs> one of those diseases that honestly women constantly suffer from and unfortunately a lot of them I mean that's one of the reasons for Girl Unlimited if I'm 100% uh, honest with you and it's 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 I've because I went through the same process you know of having the idea of doing this for so long and it just sitting down in my the, the concept just sitting in my Evernote you know, is this plague that, you know, uh, attacks women. And unfortunately, a lot of us are not able to rise above that. So when we do rise above it, it is a thing of celebration, I personally think. The power of intention, you know, you were talking about deciding that this is what you wanted to do, made a world of difference. And I, I, I just, I, I wish, and I guess that's, that's the whole point of, again, like I said, of Girl Unlimited and everything Girl Unlimited stands for. It is getting people getting women especially from that place of for, to act on those dreams and to chase those dreams pursue those dreams tap into those unlimited uh, uh, that unlimited potential that they possess in spite of the fear you know i i mean i i know this has become this this you know <laughs> cliche statement now that feel the fear and do it anyway but is the actual truth because everyone no, no one ever gets over the fear everybody has just every everyone who does anything worthwhile learns to work with the fear learns to integrate the fear into their lives including the doubt actually someone said to me not too long ago and that really that's that spoke volumes to me and I, you you kind of touched on it very briefly when you were talking about she, you, i've always felt that oh you know we have all these different fears fears of failure fears of uh, success but i've come to realize that it's not the fear of success and the fear of failure and all that is as a result of something 
underneath, which is fear of judgment. <laughs> it's the fear of judgment. So if you fail, you're afraid you're going to be judged. If you, if you, um, if you succeed, you're afraid you're going to be judged. They're not going to like my hair. They're not going to like the way I, the way I speak. That was something that I, I, that was, that was a limiting belief for me personally. You know, you know, they, are, you know, they're going to think that there's something wrong with me, and or that I, I speak too loudly, or I'm too excited when I speak, or I speak like I'm fighting. <laughs> You know, so but you know, just getting beyond that is always an amazing thing. Okay, so I mean, let's let's move on. And I was just wondering, so what would be your advice, you know, to other women <laughs> like you and I? They there's so much they want to do, and they feel held back by you know life. You know, you and I share three kids each, <laughs> so we are family women. You know, and we know what it's like you know to feel the mom guilt and to feel you know and all those things that hold us back what would you advise such people have these dreams they want to chase those dreams and they just feel held back Mm, yeah the mom guilt and then you know (laughs) wondering when to jump or if they should at all like rightly you said fear is a constant and even though we sound cliche the truth is we just have to do it afraid i think um like many other emotions fear is just it's a constant it's constantly there but it's what we choose to do with it that really matters do we indulge you know give it the attention it requires or do we just ignore and move on anywhere anyway um i i know that i i take a number of public speaking classes and um there is Uh, an international coach and public speaker called Fred Miller, who says that the worst speech you will ever give is far better than the one you never give, you know? So that just goes to say, it's fine. Just do it. Just do it anyway, you know, just do it. And I'm for, for someone out there who's wondering, okay, can I, should I, should I not? All I can say to you is like, think about this time last year. Where were you? What did you wish you could do? Then think about this time next year, would you have moved from where you wished you were to where you want to be? You know, just think about it and then do something, then do something about it. Um, then the second thing that is, that's really helped me as well is to surround yourself with the right tribe who can challenge and yet encourage you and hold you accountable. The truth is um, not everyone um, is going to be your tribe. But when you find the right people, they will push you. In the case of serendipity, um, it just took three friends, three people to say, you know what, girl, we're going to do this and we'll do this now. We'll do this and we'll do this right here and right now. No more excuses. You know, so it's really important to find, okay, where do I want to be? And who are the people that are already in that space? Mm -hmm. Who are the people that are like me who want to be in that space? you know, that I can hook up with. So that is really, really, really important Mm -hmm. that you surround yourself with the tribe that you want to be like and the, you know, where you want, where where you want to go. And then one other thing I've discovered is that when you know the why behind what you're doing, you know, it makes the what really, you you approach it differently. You know, why do you want want to do what you're doing? Are you doing it because, I mean, it's the popular thing. Is everyone selling courses? Is that the new way to make money? You know, are you doing it because you want to get back at someone to prove to them that, yes, you can, you know. So when you understand why you do the things that you do, um, it'll make you do the things differently and it will hopefully spur you on. And um, one thing I realized, you know, when I was going, going to do serendipity was 
I, I kept saying to myself, oh, it's just going to be another YouTube video. Oh, many people are on YouTube. I just don't want to go by, you know, by the, by the tag of a YouTuber. And, you know, I felt, you know, something tell me, hey, not everyone is going to listen to the most popular speakers in your sphere. People may never hear about them, but someone, one person may stumble on your program and that will make the entire difference in their lives, you know. So think about that. We are not necessarily called to the entire world but we have our space, we have the people that are connected to us, we have the people that we should reach out to. And when we find them, it makes that difference. Absolutely. No, that makes absolute sense. Okay, so um, I stumbled on, um, well, this was a course that I did a couple of years ago where um, she, this the, the facilitator of the course, made us, uh, write a letter to our little selves <laughs> as it were so eight-year-old self I pulled out a picture from I think I probably I was about four or five and she made us write a letter to you know that girl that we were it's one of the reasons I actually decided to call the podcast not women unlimited or ladies unlimited but girl unlimited because I feel that's girl you know represents a lot it represents that place of innocence and that place of wild wonder you know where you know we still had you know this wondrousness about the world this curiosity about about the world you know and we chased after what we wanted with no inhibitions you know so I want I want to speak to that girl I'm asking you, you know, if you were to speak to that girl with what you know now. So Auntie Susan going to little girl Susan, <laughs> what would you what would you say to her? What would you tell her? Mm. At eight years old, I would look her in the eye and tell her you are enough and you can. Um, because, you know, at eight, your your eyes are full of wonder, yet you're seeking validation you know, and for me, I was being defined by the circumstances that surrounded mm. me. And, you know, that led to a lot of dimming my light for others to shine. Mm. You know, I felt like, okay, I needed to be less so that, you know, someone else would be more. And um, I realized that all these years, all I needed to do was stick one step, just make that move, just go and know that, you know, um, there's a, really favorite saying I love by Henry Ford. I mean, it's morphed into a number of versions now, but essentially what he's saying is, if you think you can or you can't, you're right. You know, so whichever way you think, somehow, 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 you know, you fall into those lanes, you know. So I would look my eight-year-old self in the eye and tell her, you girl, you're enough. And yes, you can, because really, <laughs> we can absolutely no absolutely and you're absolutely right that's one of the things that you little girls need to know that they are enough you know that that's that, that validation is crucial what's next for susan and you know <laughs> what what do we expect what's coming yeah um so I've had, because I've been to so many rural areas and I have seen children that have lived without um, literacy, I, I just, what's deep in my heart to achieve, you know, on the surface of this earth is to ensure that more children have access to books and resources that can help them illuminate their minds 
open new vistas for them, open new doors for them. So I started something a few months ago, it still has no name, <laughs> where I go out, you know, on Boone Street, you know, take resources because you have children uh, and parents and families in the cities who, who just buy tons and tons of books for their children. Every school year here in Nigeria, we, we need to buy new books. You know, even if you have twin children in one class, you need to buy like two different sets of books. So at the end of that year, what happens to the books? You know, they're just lying there and parents really do not know what to do with them. So what, what I started was to gather these books and then um, try as much as possible to set up like educational resource centers or mini libraries or support like the, the school systems or you know partner with people that are setting up schools in these rural areas and supply books to them. Um, ensure that these children are able to read the classics that we read, um, you know, even if it's just a tiny bit, but just spark, hopefully spark hope and life and light in a child's eyes and in their hearts and make them dream and achieve, you know, and let them know that they can come out of wherever they are and make a difference in the world. And then I have been working on my first book forever. <laughs> Like, seriously, I have been writing <laughs> all through the corona period during the lockdown. I was working and I haven't quite gotten around to it yet. Not to self, I need to finish that. <laughs> yes, so it, it, it's actually um, a compilation of short stories. I, I, it has a temporary name. I don't know if that's the name I'm going to go with. I'm planning to call it Musings and Mini Tales or Serendipity Stories, you know, because a lot of the stories in the book are going to come from you know, the stories I share on serendipity and, you know, vice versa like that. So it's really a chicken and egg situation. <laughs> um, but I think I need to, uh, you know, just knuckle down and finish that. And so those are the two major things that um, I'm planning to do, you know, with regards to what I'm doing and my career, you know. Yeah. So it's going to be an exciting year. Okay. I mean, I'm loving the sound of the book. It makes perfect sense to me. And I, if I were the person, if I was, if I were the one, I will continue in the serendipity with Susan because that already, in my mind, already sounds like a brand. So, you know, just just throwing my two cents in. If I, if you were putting the, if you, if you, if I had a scale, or if you had a scale in front of you, and you were like, okay, do I go with musings and mini stories, or do I go with serendipity with Susan? I probably would put my weight on serendipity with Susan because that, yeah. That's becoming right. your brand, I think, and it's a beautiful brand in, uh, for that matter. So, and I'm, I, I I'm glad that you know it, it's it, it being a dream that you had is you know however it came about, it's finally out in the open and people can see it, and it's beautiful to watch as well. So, okay, so one more one more question before we find out where we can find you in the interwebs and stuff is if you had one piece of resource that you could that you will recommend and i say you know you're literally shout, you can literally shout about this resource from the rooftops what would that be you know whether it's one book or a piece of music or anything really you know uh what would that thing be so um right now um there's a song raving of uh, for me and it's gyre by Elevation Worship and Maverick City Music. It's, Love that song. It's just I have I have that song on repeat constantly playing and in my head. It's such a deep song that talks about the infinity of God, you know, and Him, you know, being sufficient for us. And then um, there's a book I read this year that really, really spoke to my soul. 
and its boundaries, you know, by doctors um, Henry Cloud and John Thompson, you know, that book really, really, really um, spoke to the core of my being because I had a problem with drawing boundaries. So I was exhausted all the time and I was burnt out all the time, but it felt like they knew me and they were writing for me. So that is one book this year that is co completely changing the trajectory of my life. Wow. No, I obviously I read <laughs> I read the bound I read the book Boundaries as well. So because we're in the same book club and I I totally get that. I mean, that that book, you know, opened my eyes to see a lot of things. And I'm glad that it did that for you as well. I mean, it's you're such a joy to I mean, anyone who has you in their corner, I feel you know, they can literally take on the world because you you are such a kind and given person from the depth of your soul and you don't do half and halves and it's one of the things I've loved so much about you um you don't do half and halves you give yeah. your all I mean you're probably one of the first people who you know like I said in the beginning you know we've had this relationship you know for over 20 years and you are one of the people that showed me what love expressed looked like you know, that it wasn't just something that, you know, you, you were to have in your head and, you know, but it's, 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 it's who, you know, it's something you need to show and let the other person, anyone who encounters you has no doubt that you are a loving person and that it's, a, it's coming from a heart of, um, of authenticity. So I just wanted to say that about you publicly and how much I really, really appreciate having you in my life personally. And I'm just glad that we're doing life together. Oh, that is the sweetest thing I have heard today and in a long time. Thank you so much. That means a whole lot to me. And you know that you mean the world to me. That it's just, it's, it's just, it's God my family and you, I mean, <laughs> you know that already. And I am grateful for this love and this relationship that we share. And I'm glad to be on your team and be a part of what you're doing. Thank you. So where can we find you on the internet and on social media everywhere? All right. I'm on social media. I'm on YouTube and Facebook as um, Susan Bello. Just my name, YouTube and Facebook as Susan Bello. Um, with Twitter, I'm on there as Sue Bello. That's S-U-W-E Bello. And on Instagram, I'm on there as Susan Serendipity. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Okay, so Susan Serendipity on Instagram, Sue Bello on Twitter, and then Susan Baylor on YouTube and Facebook. Did I get that right? Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Facebook. Facebook and YouTube. Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, I got that. Okay, perfect. So guys, please go check her out. Check out Serendipity with Susan. You know, like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends and family. I promise you would love it. And just look out for all the things that Susan is doing. I mean, she hasn't said it, but she is a fantastic trainer. If you have, you know, a, a sect of people, you or your company, you, you would love you, you would love that they knew more about communication, uh, visual communication or public speaking. She's your girl. <laughs> bottom line so she has you know years and years and years and years of experience not just doing the work but actually training other people to do the work so 
please check her out, send her a DM. I'm sure she wouldn't mind. <laughs> um, and maybe who knows, maybe she might even ask me to, to give you her number. You never know. But yeah, <laughs> do the DM thing first and then let's see how that goes. Um, but first, first things first, please like, share and subscribe um, uh, on her YouTube channel and share the good things that Serendipity with Susan is doing. Thank you once again for coming on the show. Really appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. It was really a pleasure speaking with you and being on Girl Unlimited. Thank you. You, my friend, are a total rock legend for listening to this episode to the end. I hope you found value in it. And if you did, would you do me a quick favor? Would you rate and review this podcast on the platform you're listening? And if the platform you're listening doesn't have the facility to rate and review, then please share the episode with your friends and your loved ones. It will go such a long way in helping spread the word of this podcast. And until next time, remember you're a unique remarkably created person with a God-given purpose and unlimited potential. The question is, what are you going to do about it? You think that nothing will become of me That I'll never come to anything But I rise Rise Yes, you might have given up you couldn't see what I see when I